What's going on, everybody? It's Sean here with Gadget Reason. And of course, you're listening to Gadget Reason Radio here on Anchor FM. Or if you're tuning in from the podcast, welcome to you guys as well. I wanted to take a quick second to thank everyone out there for continuing to tune into the station, as well as everybody who's favorited or subscribed to the station as well. Super appreciative of all that. The channel is continuing to grow at a pretty good pace, and I'm excited to continue to bring you guys some good content. So with that being said, it was a little bit of a slow tech afternoon today as far as news is concerned, but I did find a few interesting stories that I think you guys will like. So let's go ahead and jump in with your tech download for Wednesday, August 9th, 2017. The Samsung Galaxy Note 8 is sure to be a pretty big hit once it's released later this year, but up until now, we haven't had a clear idea of exactly when that might be. However, thanks to some new leaks coming out of multiple wireless carriers, we now have a much clearer idea of when that launch might be taking place. A story on Forbes.com today is reporting that the Galaxy Note 8 will have a launch event taking place on August 23rd in New York City. A representative from one of the wireless carriers in the story says that the Galaxy Note 8 will begin sales on the 15th of September. A second representative from a different wireless carrier who also wanted to remain anonymous for obvious reasons also stated that Samsung Electronics decided on the release date of the Galaxy Note 8. He went on to say, there is almost zero chance that it will change the release date of the Galaxy Note 8. Interestingly enough, one of the wireless representatives did mention that the price for the Note 8 has not been set. With so many leaks happening for the Galaxy Note 8, I think we have a pretty clear idea of exactly what the final hardware is going to look like. And even though it is a gorgeous phone, and I've been a huge fan of a lot of the Samsung Galaxy Note series over the years, having owned all except the previous one due to the obvious bursting into flames issue, I'm not sure I'm sold on the new shape that Samsung has shifted to with these sort of long and skinny aspect ratios that they're using. But I'll have to see what the Galaxy Note 8 looks like in person before I make that final judgment. But let me know what you guys think. Are you interested and waiting anxiously for the Galaxy Note 8 announcement. Let me know. The Apple HomePod firmware leak is continuing to be a goldmine of information for developers that are eager to dig up any kind of leaks they can find on some of Apple's upcoming products. Today, 9to5Mac is reporting that developer Guillerme Rambo was able to dig up some code that seems to not only confirm that the Apple TV will be 4K capable, but also capable of HDR content as well. The several lines of code in question seem to confirm that the Apple TV will be capable of both the HDR10 as well as Dolby Vision's HDR standards. Obviously, the Amazon Fire platform as well as Chromecast, Android TV, and most other streaming services have had 4K for quite a while now. It's still nice to see that Apple's been working behind the scenes to get the Apple TV up to the same standards as its competition. The jump to 4K and HDR content might be a good enough reason for most Apple TV users to want to upgrade. And if you're like me and you've recently made the jump to being a cord cutter and using only a streaming TV service, then the Apple TV is another great device to use as basically your cable box replacement. The interface has always been clean and easy to use, and all of the Siri voice integrated navigation tools are pretty cool as well. So if Apple's able to add a lot of 4K and HDR content to the iTunes library, then that's just another reason to purchase an Apple TV. So what I'd like to know from some of you guys is, Are you planning to buy this as a replacement for an existing Apple TV? Or would this be your first Apple TV purchase if you decide to buy one? Let me know. 
one of the things that I mentioned in my review of all the various streaming TV platforms was the fact that CBS seems to be the sole holdout, with most of the streaming TV platforms struggling to get CBS content on board. Today, DirecTV is announcing that CBS and its various other properties will be available on DirecTV now sometime in the near future. The partnership will see CBS bring its programming from CBS News, Showtime, The CW, CBS Sports Network, and Pop to DirecTV Now customers. This also includes all on-demand content from CBS and The CW, Pop, and Showtime as well. AT&T hasn't yet confirmed when CBS will come to DirecTV Now, only saying that it's coming soon, but a representative from the company had this to say. This is another key milestone in bringing DirecTV Now users access to their favorite entertainment, news and sports from all of the major broadcast networks. One of the things that I mentioned in my streaming TV roundup was the fact that DirecTV was one of the more expensive options, especially when you add in all the channels. So it's not surprising that they would be able to ink this deal with CBS due to their higher revenue from DirecTV Now. This doesn't really do anything to change my decision to go with PlayStation View. PlayStation View still provides the best value for me, giving me all the sports content that I want to be able to watch, as well as providing enough savings over my previous cable bill to make a difference. However, I do take it as a huge sign that not only are cable companies and the content creators that provide all the content for those cable companies starting to recognize that the face of the cable industry is changing, but that companies like CBS are finally starting to open up and negotiate with these streaming TV providers. So be sure to let me know if this changes your opinion or perceptions on which streaming TV provider you would choose if you were planning to drop cable. Accessory manufacturer Anchor, who's best known for its portable battery charging devices that are sold on Amazon, announced today that it has a new addition to its Eufy line of home automation products. Today, Anchor announced its $35 Genie accessory, which is a cheaper alternative to Amazon's Echo Dot, which runs $50 for one or $130 for three. That $35 gets you all the standard Echo and Alexa functionality at a slightly cheaper price. Anchor says that Genie is the core of the Eufy smart home system, given the fact that all of the other products they plan to develop for their home automated line will also be Alexa enabled. The Genie uses Amazon's far field voice recognition technology, so it will be compatible with other Echo devices you might already own, but it's worth mentioning that they did cut some corners to cut the price with the Genie only having two microphones versus the Amazon Echo Dots 7. So it'll be interesting to see if this is as good at being able to pick up your voice commands as the Amazon Echo Dot. So you guys know I'm already a pretty big fan of home automation and using things like HomeKit and Google Home and all the different services you can use to automate and control your home. With being able to control things like lighting or your home door locks and all of that stuff, I think it's great. I'm just not sure if I'd be willing to save 15 bucks to go with a knockoff version of the Amazon Echo Dot. But if you're interested, it will be available for sale on August 16th. And in a somewhat silly bit of irony, it will be available for sale via Amazon. Dell's enormous Canvas 27-inch touchscreen display is now available on its website for $17.99. Even though the Dell Canvas 27 may look similar to Microsoft Surface Studio, it's actually a completely different product. Not only is the Microsoft Surface Studio a fully-fledged Windows 10 PC, it also has a larger 28-inch screen and a higher resolution at 4500 by 3000 pixels. On the other hand, Dell's 27-inch canvas features a 2560 by 1440 resolution. Now, I've shared my thoughts in the past on what I call pixel peeping or people putting way too much emphasis on screen resolution and pixel density, but 
a 27 inch screen that's gonna be sitting this close to my face and is only at a 2560 by 1440 resolution seems a little bit on the low end to me. Now I've seen the Microsoft Surface Studio in person and at 4500 by 3000 pixels, it looks absolutely gorgeous. Now, obviously, both companies are trying to appeal to digital creatives and anybody that needs to sketch, draw, or have precision inputs, including those that do a little bit of digital sculpting. But in my opinion, it's going to be tough for either of these companies to make a dent in the huge market that's already dominated by people who use Apple products in conjunction with Wacom's line of Cintiq tablets. Speaking as someone who has worked as a graphic designer for most of my adult life and used almost every Cintiq product ever made, I can tell you that all of my attempts to move away from Wacom's Cintiq technology when it comes to pen-based input have been unsuccessful. I've tried the Microsoft Surface Studio line and basically a lot of other knockoffs from companies that make Cintiq type products, and they've all been subpar when compared with the experience that I've become accustomed to with Wacom's line of devices. The only device with a pen input that has even come close for me to being anywhere near as good in terms of the feel and the type of response that I get is Apple's iPad Pro with the Apple Pencil. However, if you're somebody who's looking for a really large screen with some type of touch input as well as a pen-based input, you might wanna take a look at the Canvas 27 if you've got about 1800 bucks to blow. So what do you guys think? Anybody out there interested in picking up the Canvas 27 for its $17.99 price? Let me know. And that's going to do it for your tech download for August 9th, 2017. Thanks for tuning in. And if you guys haven't already, head on over to any of your favorite social media platforms and follow me at Gadget Reason. I post a lot of cool content on there that you guys will appreciate if you like the stuff you hear on this station. But that's all I've got for today. So thanks for tuning in and I'll talk to you guys tomorrow.